0: Spoonful of Paolo, here we go. Hey guys, it's Paolo. So today's episode is for all you Greenleaf fans because I am gonna be talking with the legendary, the fabulous Emmy Award winner, Lynn Whitfield, who plays Lady May. Ooh, she is so good. So let's get the scoop because it's the final season of Greenleaf. See you guys with Lynn. Hi. hi what an honor it is to sit here and talk with you lynn thank you so much oh
1: well thank you for wanting to talk
0: of course and you look gorgeous oh thank you so much this
1: is a a whole new world doing all
0: this at home it is really because like when we do our interviews it's usually we do it like in person face to face so now it's like just like all the other shows this is this is the new the new normal for now
1: the new normal. Yeah.
0: Uh, okay. So first, so
1: might as well lean in. Ah! Yeah?
0: <laughs> it's so true. Okay. So I first want to say congratulations, season five, the final season of Greenleaf. Um, I have to say that the show really—it's magnificent—and your character, Lady May, is so special. I can't tell you how many times my husband Patrick and I, when we're watching the show. And we are rewinding your scenes because you do such a phenomenal job. You bring the acting and you know the material to a whole new level. Um, what? Oh, thank you so much. You're welcome. How has Lady May been a dream role for you?
1: Wow. <clears throat> You know, as we were speaking about before, I'm from Louisiana, so. Baton Rouge. I, <clears throat> Baton Rouge, I am a Southern woman. I was raised by Southern women, uh, uh, Southern women who were not necessarily, you know, the simplest, you know, complex women. And I was so pleased to be able to put flesh and bone on a character, informed by what I know of what it is to be a Southern woman in charge, you know? So, uh, that informed a lot of how Lady May looks, you know, because so often, You know, women in the you know, and in the fifties, you know, the shoes match, the dress match, everything was pink and all. Well, okay, Lady May is much more sophisticated than that. But no matter what was going on at home or what was going on inside, the facade, the 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 the, the trimmings, you know, the icing was always pulled together, you know. Um, my mother, I didn't, ne- I never even knew my mother could break a sweat. She was always like, mom, you sweat. That's wonderful. You're human. Um, and you know, like Tennessee Williams as a, as a playwright, you know, always spoke to these complex Southern characters. Right. But. Black people in the South have a lot of those same complexities. So with Lady May, I was able to bring a lot of those layers, you know, the, 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 what, what we hold inside and what we harbor as secrets. Of If we don't look perfect, then people may know that there are things inside that don't feel so good. Things inside that I'm ashamed of but looking perfect is my equality, you know? Uh, And so we started there, and as you can see through the seasons, we've learned more, you know? We've learned that she was molested by her father and perhaps the horror that she couldn't look at it for her daughter. You know, that denial thing. We know that she had an affair that manifested grace. So that is very humbling. We know that she actually wanted to be a preacher herself and put that aside to be a first lady and to be a helpmeet and a support, you know. So, you know, through the seasons, we've started to see more of what's going on inside of her you know. And another thing that I love about this lady is that in her seriousness, sometimes she's funny. Yeah,
0: it's true. <laughs> oh, well said. Uh, yeah, well said. You know, you know after I I get it because after watching season after season, I remember Oprah said she said like when she got the script and she was reading it, she said that she pictured you and hearing your voice for this role, which I think is just amazing. And for you, you've worked so hard in this business. What does it feel like when you are people like Oprah Winfrey, you know, say, get me a Lynn Whitfield? What does that feel like for you?
1: Well, it feels so gratifying, you know, because I didn't have to convince anyone that I would honor this woman and add something to this series. I I didn't, so I didn't start from a glass half empty. The glass was full and all I had to do was keep filling it because I had the, the confidence of the creators that they felt that my instincts were the ones that they wanted, you know? So, that emboldens you to take chances, emboldens you to make suggestions and, 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 and build something because your ability to do that isn't in question, you know?
0: Yeah. Oh, oh my God. You, you give me a little emotional. It's beautiful. Oh, you're just you're amazing. You really are amazing. You know really, yeah. I mean, this is such an honor. I have I like, I, I feel like I'm sitting there next to you because that's what I'm feeling is so real and raw and beautiful. So, thank you for opening up and saying that. Really,
1: yes, no, you know, this business is a hard business, you know, and there's a lot of <clears throat> rejection in it, disappointment, and every now and then you get a creative environment where you can do what you do best, do what you train for, do what you think God purposed you to do. And and so uh, Greenleaf and building, creating, putting flesh and bones and blood and heart into Lady May has been one of those great creative experiences where everybody, the crew, costumers, the Set designers, I just read an article in uh, Architectural Digest online, where John um, Henson and and Michelle, they said the whole mansion was informed by who we understood Lady May to be, because she would have made all those decisions about interiors and all of that. And all of the fresh flowers, and they were fresh flowers. They weren't on her desk by her bedside. They were all fresh spot. They saw this woman who wanted to create a beautiful home and refined home for her. And so it informed all that. So how often are people really all coming together out of love for a story? And we had that, yeah.
0: For you, do you feel satisfied as the show um, wraps up that you were able to tell their full story
1: well, that's an interesting question because, you know, people keep living and breathing and things go on and there are new discoveries and new possibilities and all that. However, what I do feel is that we have been able, by the time we get to this eighth episode and final episode of the season, I think that we will have fulfilled a particular sphere of this family and this story as we know it now. But I think that's why um, Oprah and Craig would like to do a spinoff because it's not the end of the entire world and DNA of the green leaves. Yeah, there's
0: still more to be told.
1: There's more to be told, but you know, you can't always live life in the same environment. We as humans for really, you know, that in order to, for the new thing to happen, things have to fall away. And I think that's Craig's thinking. Um. Nobody knows. I don't think even Craig knows like what the spinoff is going to be yet. I think he and Oprah are going to go in and do their, you know, soul searching with each other and see what this spinoff will
0: be. Well, you know, I have to ask because you said the spinoff. I mean, do you think Lady May is going to be part of it somehow? I mean,
1: I fingers crossed. Okay, I mean, well, she, let me.
0: I'll send, I'll send Oprah a DM because she follows me. So I'll send her a DM and I'll be like, you make sure in the spinoff that we see Lady May. Because if there's no Lady May, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> okay.
1: Yes. yes, yes, put it all and,
0: and let me ask you this too, because I'm not going to ask you if Oprah's going to make an appearance again because you're not going to tell me. But what I am yeah. going to ask you is, is there going to be some kind of closure between the two sisters? You know, is there going to be like a tweet? Are we going to see a FaceTime moment? Are we going to see like something...
1: That all remains to be seen, okay. I just
0: Okay, okay, I tried, because if I didn't ask you that, they were gonna be upset at me, so I tried to ask you that. Well, okay.
1: you know, I know that Lady May would want to have closure with her
0: sister. Got it, okay, good enough, good enough. Yes. Um, you know, when you talk about episode eight, the last episode, I, I was thinking, I wonder how difficult it's gonna be, you know, for you, to you know, saying goodbye to Lady May at this point, You know, because she's such a special character. I mean, she was trending on her own on Twitter earlier this week. And then you had your show, Greenleaf, trending number one as well. So Lady Lady May. Lady May
1: was trending She was
0: trending. She was trending on her own. I think it was like number 14 or 13 earlier this week. So your love, the character is loved so much. Will (laughs) it be hard for you when the last episode airs of Greenleaf? Will that be difficult when you're watching it? What are you going to be feeling, you think?
1: Uh... I hope that I'm feeling that what I and we as a company have created is not disposable entertainment, but is classic television that will stick around. I think that I will be... um, sad, but, you know, we've been through it already because we've shot it and we were all there together and we had the wrap party and we, you know, I gave my gifts that were, you know, of my heart and all. And so I think that part I've been through um, and it's really more about missing the fans missing those exchanges, you know, uh, with them. But when I just, I'm just so excited that the show is so loved. I'm so excited that Lady May is so loved. Yeah, I um, and that we've just done a good show.
0: You did not a good show and an amazing show, an amazing show really. So yes.
1: You know, some people never get to say that, ever.
0: Yeah, it's true. I know. Um, You know, when I'm talking, I'm thinking, I I think your father bought you your first car. It was a, a Butterscotch Maverick car, and you said that you would drive it to New Orleans from where you're from because you would go to New Orleans to feel a dream or something. And you would say at the time what a magical and beautiful place New Orleans was. So my question is, did that girl who went to New Orleans, did she ever dream this big to where she is today?
1: Well, I don't have an Oscar yet and I always dreamed about having one. You're gonna get it soon. (laughs) So, so I would, yeah, there was something in me that said, I can do this. I can, I can walk down a stairway like, like Betty Davis did in All About Eve and say a line that people will want to repeat. I can make people cry and make them laugh. I just, since I was five, so, so what I haven't done yet of that scenario that you just brought about was when that little girl from Baton Rouge would cut school and drive down in that butterscotch maverick. I don't know how in the world you know that, or where you read that. That I have not told a story of the Jean de Coule-Libre, the free people of color, the free women of color who were uh, down there just, you know, doing it before slavery was over. We haven't really seen this culture of New Orleans. So when I would drive down there and go in, 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 into Jackson Square and look up at the Panabla apartments that are on either side of it, I was thinking, I know this. I feel this in my spirit. There's a story to be told there. So that's something that still needs to happen, that I pray I can be involved with. But, yeah, like I said, it hasn't quite been as impressive and big as I wanted it to well, be. Well,
0: listen, you got an Emmy, okay? We can't, you have an Emmy, so that's pretty big, too. So, you know, you're... And I got a Golden Globe nomination, yes, but you I didn't did. win
1: the Golden Globe, But you still
0: got the nomination, okay? So, please, okay? And I
1: have, like, seven or eight image awards grateful yeah I am so grateful of course but okay I'm too old to be Miss America so <laughs> that was one of the dreams the other one was to have an Oscar so that one's still attainable if I can do the work I would yeah. be as humble as I can be to do the best work I could to yeah. even be in the running for that mm-hmm. I, I it's just always been a childhood dream
0: yeah oh my god you know oh, like I'd be I,
1: playing I, with my Barbie darling combing <laughs> her hair and having her, you know, getting her ready to accept an award.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, so. Yeah, yes. you can do it because you're, the, what you've been doing so far has been so beautiful and amazing that you have it in you. So just just keep following that road because you're just amazing, really, okay? Oh,
1: thank you so much. I wanna
0: I wanna ask you because, you know, when we talk about what's happening, you know, the world and how we're shifting today and we see people fighting for equality and justice and we see more and more people, you know, protesting for Black Lives Matter, um, you know we're all feeling like pain and and loneliness and and anxiety but do you see signs of hope like of hope you know for for this moment in this moment do you see signs of hope in this moment
1: well you know funnily enough the hope is connected to feeling restless and feeling caged the hope is is connected to the fact that i keep seeing things that that are so devastatingly wrong, so my and my hope is attached to the fact that people of all stripes, all races, colors, creeds, uh, sexual pr- persuasions, you know, just to see that how black lives matter and um and how the lbgt community how you know coming together on these issues you know coming together on the issues for um all of these trans women who've been who've been killed as of late unfortunately so see seeing um black men in england take a take a a, 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 a take this man who was a white supremacists and saved his life and seeing them sit like kings talking about why they did it and what they're fighting for, you know, and seeing it in Berlin and in France in Milan. and everybody marching yep. and in the 50 states of this country that people are saying this is enough. How many people have to say, I can't breathe and end up at a morgue? do we have to have before we do something about policing? You know, So I am hopeful because everything is converging in this time that God has the world on a time out and things are so uncomfortable and so inconvenient and so dramatic that everybody's watching, everybody's taking it in and I think the world is going through, for the people who want to grow and and, and be a part of change. Yes, change. Self-evalu- yeah, self-evaluation. Like, who are we? What is right? You know, what did I turn a blind eye to in terms of racism? And it's so amazing to even see how people now are still turning a blind eye. So. You know, sometimes things that are meant for harm end up to do some good. So maybe, you know, this, I don't know what you call this person <laughs> who is in the White House right uh, now, ugh. but maybe his presence is bringing all this to the head, you know? I would liken it to like a pimple that, yes. you know, like when it comes to a head, and yep. it's like, hopefully we're going to pop it. You know? Pop it and get rid and of get it rid of and, it. Uh, you know, or, uh, you know, my friend from My Berry Knows, you know, yes. those, you know <laughs> snakes and stuff where you cut the head yes. and it just keep, <laughs> the snake just keeps shaking and shaking and shaking, no head, but it's just going crazy. Yes. Hopefully. So this is coming to the end of things yes. and a new beginning of.
0: Things. And I you know, and my last question to end this is because I think the one thing that we all got to do in November is vote. So can you please tell people why is it so important to get out there this November and vote? Why?
1: Well, look, everyone, you know that your vote is your voice. Your vote is your personal interest. So, if you have an 88-year-old mother, if you have a two-year-old child, if you want to be able to marry who you want to marry and have a right to do it, if you want a right to make decisions about your own body, if you want the fair shot to have the quality of life that every American should have, we have to vote, not only in the presidential election, but everything down ballot. Congressmen and sen- senators and mayors and, and city and state counselors, because they choose the chief of police. They choose the district of attorney that you have. That is not a federal vote. That is local state. So we have to vote. Because not voting is like you don't have a voice. It's like you're muted. It's like you don't, like nobody's gonna know what it is you want or you need. And then once we vote and we win, we have to hold our representatives accountable to make sure that this country, uh, the, the ills that are here be, be done. Because my grandfather really did work hard to be able to vote. And I'm sure yours did too. And great grandparents. So, Vote, 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 vote. There's
0: exactly. There's no excuse. You're right. There's no excuse. Everyone needs to get out there and vote. I mean, you're right. And also, you have to watch Greenleaf on Tuesday night. Don't forget that. Okay, so. Oh. <laughs> yes, Greenleaf on
1: Tuesday night. And then nine first, yes. eight Central. Yes, yes, yes. Our yes. Second episode. Yes. I'm telling you, it's a roller coaster oh, ride. I can And wait. you're going, and it's juicy. So Ooh. just keep watching.
0: <laughs> can, okay, I just want to say literally from the bottom of my heart, I thank you so much. You, you know, it is an honor, as I said in the beginning, to, to speak with you. I, I, and it being like listening to you is just, you gave me the chills. I adore you. I love you. I am so proud of you. And I just want to say continue success to you because you so deserve this, 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 this journey that you're on. Just keep it up. I'm so proud of you.
1: Oh thank you. I will and you keep it up as well.
0: Thank you so you're much. You're a great interviewer. Ah, thank you. Will you make it and my when job easier? And you're
1: easy. with that blazer, darling. Like-
0: this is my Lady <laughs> May blazer. That's why I'm wearing it for you, okay?
1: <laughs> all that brocade, you <laughs> yes. know I love it. I know. <laughs> metallic and
0: everything. I know. <laughs> oh, so thank you again. I adore you and thank you for your time then, okay?
1: all right
0: okay mm-hmm. violent love you tell
1: peter i said bye. okay patrick says
0: bye he's with the dog thank you so much oh patrick, patrick. i'm
1: sorry yes yes a, yes patrick right. oh,
0: here he is he's gonna come say goodbye okay say bye he was babysitting our bye,
1: dog,
0: patrick. <laughs> Isn't she a dog? i love her you so much. thank oh, you again Jack much Russell. love god bless you okay
1: okay god bless, bless. thank
0: you thank you Thanks for joining me today on the A Spoonful Apollo podcast. For tons more interviews or the video version of this episode, visit our website, a or our YouTube channel. I'm Paulo Presta, and I hope you always remember to dream big. Dream big. Spoonful Apollo! <laughs>